0: Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, August 15th. 91 charges, four indictments, one former president. We'll break down the very latest indictment against Donald J. Trump and what to expect next. An Atlanta-area grand jury voted to indict former President Donald Trump and 18 others in the 2020 election subversion case in the state of Georgia. That means the former president now faces several charges in four separate criminal cases, two federal and two state. Trump is the first defendant listed in this Fulton County indictment, and he's accused of being the head of a, quote, criminal enterprise to overturn the 2020 election in the Peach State. Trump faces 13 counts, the most serious of them being a racketeering charge and several conspiracy charges. Other felonies Trump faces, including soliciting a public officer to violate their oath, conspiring to impersonate a public officer, conspiring to commit forgery in the first degree, and conspiring to file false documents. Fannie Willis, the district attorney down there in Fulton County, said last night all 19 defendants have been charged with violating the state's RICO Act. That stands for Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations, in case you're not familiar. The indictment alleges that rather than abide, abide by Georgia's legal process for election challenges, the defendants engaged in a criminal racketeering enterprise to overturn Georgia's presidential election result. The only other defendant who faces as many charges as former President Trump does is his former lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. He was charged with felonies that include soliciting Georgia state lawmakers, making false statements to the Georgia House and Senate, and working to put forward fake electors from Georgia. Former Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows was the only White House official other than Trump himself to be charged in this case. He's been charged in connection to his role in Trump's infamous phone call with Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. It was the news of that call that actually sparked Fulton County D.A. Willis to investigate. Willis said last night she wants a speedy trial and intends to try all 19 defendants together. We do want to move this case along, and so we will be asking for a proposed order that occurs a trial date within the next six months. Now, we don't know at this point if she'll get her ambitious wish to start a trial around February 2024, or even if all 19 defendants will end up standing trial together or at all in case some of them cop to plea deals or some of them are flipped and end up cooperating as witnesses in the case against others. Donald Trump and the others indicted in this case have been given until next Friday to surrender. That will be Donald Trump's fourth arraignment, but it might look a little different from his previous ones. CNN's Sarah Murray explains what to expect next. This is something that is sort of a multi-step process. The attorneys can be in touch with the prosecutor's office before they actually show up and surrender if they want to try to negotiate terms ahead of time, terms of release, terms of bond, if that is applicable. And then, normally, for defendants in this jurisdiction, they would show up at the Fulton County Jail, and they would be processed there, which would include, of course, getting their fingerprints taken, getting a mugshot taken. And then, at some point after that, we do expect these defendants will be appearing in court. That will be their initial appearance, their arraignment. That doesn't necessarily happen the same time that they surrender the way that we've seen in these federal cases. So that means we could see potentially a former president's mugshot since Fulton County Sheriff Pat Labatt has previously suggested he wants to treat the defendants all the same as any other defendant in the justice system. Trump maintains his innocence in this case, as he does in his three prior cases earlier this year. And he and his campaign have rolled out the same playbook to deal with the fallout of yet another criminal indictment that they have put together for the previous ones in New York and Miami and Washington, D.C., Trump. Says that the charges are politically motivated since he's the leading Republican contender for the 2024 nomination. Trump said he's going to hold an event at his New Jersey golf club next Monday to address these charges. Georgia's Republican governor Brian Kemp rebuked Trump in a statement today, saying, quote, the 2020 election in Georgia was not stolen. For nearly three years now, anyone with evidence of fraud has failed to come forward under oath, and prove anything in a court of law. He wouldn't comment on the charges against Trump specifically because he was subpoenaed in this case last year. It's also worth noting, this case deals directly with fellow Republican officials, Kemp, the Secretary of State Raffensperger, Raffensperger's Deputy Gabriel Sterling. You've got a slew of Republican officials that are witnesses in this case that have testified in this case to the exact opposite of what Donald Trump claims. They testified that this was a free and fair and accurate election. And that is a different dynamic than we're seeing in all the other cases. In a statement earlier this morning, Giuliani called the indictment, "quote an affront of American democracy. And he further addressed the matter on WABC radio this afternoon. Basically, Nowhere in here stating a crime. This is all uh, 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 protected free speech. This is what you're allowed to do to contest an election. This is what a lawyer is allowed to do in representing a client. The irony should be lost on no one that Rudy Giuliani is caught up in a RICO charge. This is the guy who served as the U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York, and made his name on using RICO laws to take down the mob in New York. That's how he got known in the city to put him on a pathway to ultimately be called America's mayor on the cover of Time magazine in the aftermath of the September 11th terrorist attacks. Now, a lot of the reaction we've heard from Trump's allies in the Republican Party, his competitors in the 2024 race are as you would expect. There was one reaction last night. Hillary Clinton, the woman who was defeated by Donald Trump in 2016, was scheduled to appear on the Rachel Maddow show on MSNBC and happened to be there as all this indictment drama in Georgia was playing out. Listen to her reaction on MSNBC last night. Well, it's hard to believe. I, I don't feel any satisfaction. I feel great uh, you know, just just great profound sadness that uh, we have a former president who has been indicted uh, for so many uh, charges that went right to the heart of whether or not our democracy would survive. One of Donald Trump's competitors, Chris Christie, the former New Jersey governor, also a former federal prosecutor, who has been creating a campaign entirely based on taking down Donald Trump directly, he said today that he was not comfortable with this indictment in Fulton County. I have no argument with the underlying conduct. But what happened here was Jack Smith charged the case. He charged the case weeks ago that consumes this conduct. And so I think the double charging here uh, of Donald Trump is just something that complicates things in a way which makes the administration of justice much more difficult in the near term. Here's the reality, as we understand it, of the political impact of this. And it is hard to wrap your mind around. Now it somehow has been normalized for a former president to be under criminal indictment because it's happened three times before this year. And we've seen that in the context of the Republican primary, Donald Trump has fortified his support throughout these legal troubles. His grassroots fundraising goes up. And he understands that in the immediate term here, this does not necessarily hurt him politically, though it may hurt him politically in the long term, both potentially for the nomination. If Republicans do come to a conclusion as these trials start that he can't beat Joe Biden, that may cause them to turn on him. Or if he is the nominee, certainly the weight of all these legal woes will have an impact on his standing with a general election electorate where Democrats and independents are part of the equation as well. But Donald Trump is going to continue to play the victim, to label this a prosecution that is more of a persecution due to politics, and he is going to portray himself as stronger for it, just as he did two weeks ago in Montgomery, Alabama. Every time they file an indictment, we go way up in the polls. We need one more indictment to close out this election. One more indictment. And this election is closed out. Nobody has even a chance. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.